Shalom Aleichem Rabbi Yisai, it's good to be back. Uh, due to the miracle of travel, I was able to be in Eretz Yisrael last night and to be here this morning and giving a shmooz, Baruch Hashem. In fact, I was going to stay for Shabbos, but believe it or not, I came early so that I could give the shmooz this morning. So that just gives you an idea of how much, how important the shmooz is to me, and uh, I hope it's as important to each and every one of you as well. There is a, uh, an amazing medrash that appears in, a hak- in the Hakdama to the Ein Yaakov. If you go into the Hakdama of the Ein Yaakov, uh, you will see a medrash that uh, is quite famous, albeit the only, uh, the only real Makara, as far as I know, is from the Hakdama in the Ein Yaakov. I don't know if it's brought, if we have a, an earlier source in terms of the actual medrash, but the Medrash says as follows: Ben Zayma Aimer Matsinu Pasuk We have a pasuk that is Kailal the most in the Torah. Meaning, we all like to know what's the best pasuk, just like we like to know who's the best, uh, you know, what's the best restaurant in the Havdil, and what's the who's the best athlete, and who's we. There is a part of us that like to know. Uh, you know, a listing of, of the most important things. When I was a kid, there was something called the Book of Lists. Maybe it's still around, but it, it gave you lists of every single thing that you'd ever want to know, like who the top athletes are, who the, who, the most, uh, who the fastest man in the world was, and the fastest swimmer, and as a list of one, two, three, four, five, maybe the top ten. So if you would have to, Lahavdil, ask, what is the most important pasuk in the Taira, what's the most important Pasuk? It's hard to say there's no Pasuk that is the most holy because you can take the most seemingly uh, innocuous, you know, unimportant Pasuk, if Kaviachal, and that's we know as holy as the most important Pasuk. So the question isn't like what's the holiest Pasuk because every Pasuk is equally holy. But the question is what is the Pasuk that's Kailal Yaser? What is the most. Uh, all-encompassing Pasuk. What's the Pasuk that you'd be able to get the most foundational Yisaitis out of? And we have a three-way Machlekes. I think two out of the three we would all probably uh, maybe guess ourselves. One is Ben Zayma's Pshat. He says that it's Shema Yisrael. Shema Yisrael Hashem Lekin Hashem Echad that we, we proclaim HaKadosh Baruch Hu's uniqueness, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's oneness, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's uh, eternal nature. He's the Kol Yachel, Shema Yisrael. Listen, Klal Yisrael, Hashem Alekeinu. Hashem is our God. Hashem Echad. He's the Yachid. He's the Miyuchad. He's everything. That's a pasuk. That's pretty much Kail everything. That I think we could all agree is a very, very foundational pasuk. This is the pasuk that millions of Yidden gave their lives to while uttering. This is the pasuk that we say in the morning. We say it. At night by Maghrib, we say it again by Kriya Shmalamita. It's a major pasuk, hands down. That's Ben Zayma's uh, proposed pasuk of the greatest pasuk that's Kailal Yaiser. Ben Nanas has a different pasuk. He says, It's love, your neighbor like yourself. 
we could all admit that that's also a major pasuk. It's a world famous pasuk. I think even uh, every guy would know that pasuk in one form or another. Uh, you know the golden rule: you have to, you know, do unto others as you would like them to do unto you. It's a, it's a very major pasuk. In order to have a benadam lechavera, in order to know how to deal with other people, you should love somebody else like you love yourself, like you would want done to you. If you don't want somebody uh, making fun of you, then you should think twice before making fun of somebody else. If you don't want somebody to, I don't know, to cheat you in, in business, then don't cheat anyone else in business. You don't want it, you, don't, you want people to mechabit you, be mechabit others. There is that sort of uh, understanding, that is what the Torah wants, And those are two psukim that I think we all probably would put in our list as well as the most major. These are the famous Pesukim in the Torah. The Pesuk that Ben Pazi, Ben Pazi also weighs in, and he brings a Pesuk from this week's Parsha. And it's a Pesuk that you would be, uh, I think, quite surprised. I think nobody in the room would ever in, the, in a million years vote for this Pesuk. Because it seems, I mean, it's an important puzzle, a beautiful puzzle, but it has really, it doesn't seem to be in any way, at least on the surface, of such major import that you would put that as the puzzle that's Kailo Yaiser. And yet this has been Pazi's vote. The puzzle says in this week's parsha, Es hakeves echad we know that there's a, a, a carbon called com, uh, the carbon tamid. It's the carbon that's brought every single day. It's brought in the morning. It's brought in the afternoon. The tamid shal shachar. The tamid shal bein arbayim. Es hakeves echa tasev abaykar. You should bring the carbon in the morning. One keves, one sheep. And then another sheep should be brought bein arbayim in the afternoon. That's Ben Pazi's vote, which is, it's fascinating that he would even suggest that that's the Pasuk, that's Kyle Yaser. Why is that even, a, why is that a Pasuk even that would make it to the list? I could figure many, many Psukim, I would say, Bereshis Baralikim, I would say, Anech Hashem Lekecha, Matayva Elecha Yaakov, there's many other Psukim that are much more famous and much more uh, inspirational, I would think, than this Pasuk, but yet this is Ben Pazi's suggestion, and the fascinating part of this is that the Medrash continues and says, Ahmed Replaini al Raglav, a certain rabbi got up on his feet when all of this was discussed in the base Medrash, Ve'amar halacha ben Pazi, that the halacha is like Ben Pazi, the halacha is whatever that means, halacha means that we rule this way. This is, the, this is what we should be uh, considering the most famous Pasuk, the most all-encompassing pasuk in the Torah, that is the greatest pasuk in the Torah, and obviously this is Sarach Ian Gadol, what in the world is going on in this Medrash? So the Velt says, and I believe it's the Maral, that the Pshat in this pasuk is that there are many different ways that a person could be Eved Hashem. Shema Yisrael is worshipping HaKadosh Baruch Hu in a very dramatic way. Like we said before, Shema Yisrael is a pasuk that really is like the last gasp of a, of a Jewish life, of a martyr's life. When the Yidden 
Rachman and Litzlan were 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 killed during the the Holocaust, and they were about to be shot or they were about to be gassed. The last words that were on many many lips was this pasuk of Shema Yisrael Hashem again. It's the pasuk of Mitzrayim Nefesh. It's the pasuk of giving over your life in a very dramatic way. It's the pasuk that, in fact, the Mishnah brings that your kavana when you're saying Shema Yisrael Hashem Lekin Hashem Echad is that you're willing and prepared to be Meiser Nefesh Al Kiddush Hashem. It's a pasuk that really is a is a, a big moment pasuk. It's the pasuk that. You always think that that's the pasuk that I'm going to say the last my last gr- breath of life the last gasp of life that a person has that a yid has he would establish the amuna pshuta that Akrishparchu Hu is echad miyuchad that's what I would want to say as my last moment of life so that's a wonderful thing to create a kiddushim shemayim berabim. At the big moments of life, to acknowledge Akarish Baruchu's Achtas Ba'ilam, tremendous. The other pasuk of Haftalayacha Kamaycha is also a very important pasuk. It's a Ben Adam Chaveri pasuk, and it's. But how often does that happen that we have the opportunity to remind ourselves of Haftalayacha Kamaycha? It happens once in a while or maybe more than once in a while, but it's still a, a rarity in the sense that, you know, when is it going to be Nagea that I'm, I'm not going to, if I'm a Ben Tyre, I'm not going to be going around that I need a constant reminder that only do to somebody else what you would want done to you. You know, I would, I, it would be great if I could think of that every time about to say Lashon Hara about somebody or, or hurt somebody in one, in, in one way or another, but it's not as relevant to our day li- daily life, day in and day out, uh, as as we would think it is. But, there's one Pasuk that's really Kailal Yaser, and that's Ben Pazi's Pasuk. Ben Pazi says, Es it's not a Pasuk just about bringing some animals in a, in, in a temple that's no longer existent. The Pasuk is telling you that you have to have a consistency in life. The way HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to behave is to have a routine in life that's consistent with Avedis Hashem. Just like in the Beis HaMikdash, there is a Parshas Karban Tamid. The Karban Tamid is supposed to not just create goodwill by sacrificing a lamb in the morning and a lamb in the afternoon, which it does, but it's supposed to train the Yid to understand the importance of consistency. To do something in the morning every single day, and to do something at, in the afternoon every single afternoon. Day in and day out. Rain and shine. It doesn't matter what mood you're in. The carbon tumen was brought. It doesn't matter what day of the year. It could be Shabbos. It could be Yadiv. It could be a, a national holiday. It could be a, a Sunday. It could be a Friday. It doesn't matter. Every day is the same. It could even be on Tuesday. And you have to still bring the same two carbonists day in and day out. Es hakeve that says Ben Pazi is the pasuk Hakailal Yaser. This is the pasuk that is so all-encompassing, in the sense that this is what Hakadosh Baruch Hu wants from a yid. It's not Shema Yisrael. It's not the famous pasuk. It's not the big moment dramatic pasuk. It's not the uh, you know the big uh, banner headline pasuk. 
It's not the pasuk that's going to get a lot of uh, a lot of press coverage. It's not the pasuk that's going to uh, create a lot of buzz. Oh, he did something tremendous. He made a, a heroic rescue of somebody, or he uh, or he was willing to give over his life al kiddush Hashem, or he made a he, he won a, a very big award that was a kiddush Hashem in some people's minds. That's not that type of thing. It's not even a great ben adam moment that you would say that's he was amazing. He did an act of chesed and he gave a, a large amount of money to somebody that needed it, which is amazing also. But it's not that. That's not the pasuk. That's kailal yosef. Those are important things, of course. But it's not the pasuk that's kailal yosef. If you would ask the rabbi if you'd interview the rabbi nishlam and ask what is the most important yisaid that we should be striving for. It's not what you would think. It's not the martyrdom. It's not the, the creating a tremendous act of her- heroics and to bring HaKadosh Baruch Hu's name uh, in, a, in a very uh, great way to the world at large that we would like, wow, that's amazing. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants a yeshiva bacher to understand the lesson of timidus, to be constant, to be consistent every day, day in and day out. Not the dramatic moments. Not, okay, Yom Kippur, I'm going to be a Givaldic. And then the day after Yom Kippur, missed Avening. Or one day of the week, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll be very good, and the other day, I'm not going to be so good, depending on the day. Sundays, I'm in the middle. Fridays, I'm off. Tuesdays, I'm, in the, I'm, 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 I'm totally off. Uh, it depends on uh, you know, what mood I'm in and what, what the weather is going to be out, like outside. Somebody that's really consistent in Azavaitis Hashem understands that this Pasuk in the parsha, the, the daily grind is the most important thing, Takarishbarhu. It's not a little thing when you find somebody that's consistent in his daily Aveda. Every day learning, every day davening, every day chesed, every day being nice. That's an amazing thing. That's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it appreciates, no doubt, the Mesiris Nefesh. He appreciates the big acts of chesed, but that's not the main thing that he wants from us. He wants, according to Ben Bazi, and the halacha is kamaisai, that every single day we're just consistent. It sounds boring, but that's the way it is. And think about it in this way. If you were a boss and you had a, a company, and you had many workers, what type of worker would you hire? Would you hire a worker that is, uh, you know, he really he takes off every other day, is hardly ever there, but once in a while he really does something amazing. He does like a very big, uh, you know, he, he does a very big act for the, for the company, and he makes a big name for the company, and whatever, that's great. Or he does something uh, really nice to other people, but it's very inconsistent. His, his, his record is very choppy. He's hardly ever there, comes late, leaves early, not really you know, committed to the company culture. He's not, not on board, but you know, once in a while you can expect good things from him. Or let's say you were, you were a, a captain of a, or an owner of a, of a baseball team, and you look at different people's records, would you rather have somebody that has a consistently good RBI, a consistently good uh, you know, string of wins as a pitcher or as a closer, or, as, uh, you know, or do you want uh, somebody that once in a while is amazing, but the rest of the year is horrible? You want somebody that's, that's good, that's consistently good. I was just in Eretz Yisrael, as I, as I said, 
and I went to a, to yeshiva that my son learns in, and, and Baruch Hashem, I got a lot of nachas uh, being there, um, you know, and I spoke to all the rashivas there and the rabbeim, and Baruch Pliyayinara, they gave me a, a great report about him. Um, and one of the rabbeim said something that was, uh, it stuck with me. He said that Reb used to send Bachrim to Panovich. When Panovich was started, some Bachrim in, in, in the mirror, uh, I'm sorry, not, uh, Reb was, I don't know, somebody sent somebody Bachrim. Okay? It's, I'm a little jet lagged. But um, somebody, one Rosh Hashiva sent, in, or one Mashkir used to send a certain Rosh Hashiva Bachrim. Maybe it was this. Maybe Reb Chatzkel, uh told the Panovich Sharav that he wants to accept in the Yeshiva I think this is the way it was, Yekish Bachrim. Except like Bachrim that are Yekish, that are, you know, when it, Yekish means from German Jewry is a Yekish, like myself. But what he meant, I think, more broadly is a Yekish is like known for their consistency. If you go to any Yekish shul around the world, everyone's there already like 10 minutes before Brachas. And, uh, you know, and they're there for Mishnayis, whatever, whatever, there's always, they're there. He says, that's the Bachram that I want to accept primarily in yeshiva. You can get superstars that are brilliant, but they're the, I want the Yekish of Bachram to, to be accepted first and foremost. Why? They might not be the, the best uh, Iluyim and the biggest Lamdanim, and the, but they're the soldiers. They're going to be there. They're gonna, you're going to always be uh, able to have a consistent minion in, in yeshiva if you have the Yekish Shabachim there. They're, the, they're going to be there. There's, you could rely on them like clockwork. Every single day, if you have 100 Yekish, you'll have a minion of 100 people. And then you're going to have those other guys that are the whippersnappers, the big, you know, the big, uh, you know, the guys that knock it out of the park once in a while, but the rest of the year they're not, uh, you know, they're not consistently there. He was saying about my son that he's, he's one of the soldiers, that he's there every day and every night, and he's Baruch Hashem. But that's, that's really what we're talking about. We're talking about this, this importance of being a daily soldier. That's what HaKadosh Baruch He doesn't want the big guys that, you know, that once in a while, you want to have a consistency. If you're a boss... If you're a, an owner, if you're, if you're in any, any position, you're Rosh Hashiva, you need people that are going to be there committed every single day. And that's very, very important for us to, to recognize as Yeshiva Bachrim that this is what I want to be. This is what I want to be. What does it mean, shift it means I want to I dwell in the house of Hashem. I don't want to be one of these people that are there once in a while. I want to be there consistently. I think, you know, I'm just looking here at this chevra that we have, Baruch Hashem. I mean, Baruch Hashem, it's a very... Uh, but how many people, percentage-wise, of the yeshiva are here right now? I know probably many people probably thought I wasn't here today. Um, but... But as a percentage of the total yeshiva, it's a little bit embarrassing that, you know, that we don't have the consistency. This is Friday's a day in yeshiva, Sunday's a day in yeshiva, Shabbos a day in yeshiva. You know, if you're traveling, I found myself like this week, you know, on the road, very hard to maintain a consistency. It just is. You know, you can't, every year, you, you know, you daven and then you're, you know, you're eating breakfast and you have to meet with this person, go, to, go out with your family and then go on this to you, visit Kevin Rachel. You know, it's like, it's very hard to carve out 
time, when you're away, when you're on the road, uh, it's hard to be consistent. It is. It just is. I heard once from Rabbi Reisman, he said a great vart, that his father used to tell him that when you're on vacation with your wife, let's say you go to Florida with your wife, so you should, um, you should wake up early in the morning and do your learning then. Meaning if, let's say, even if you don't normally learn early in the morning, but you should wake up like uh, 6 o'clock in the morning and then you go to davening, let's say, at 8, you get two hours of learning in Stark. And then in the afternoon, you know, that's when you could rest because you'll be tired. Let's say you wake up a little bit earlier, but you'll rest in the afternoon. Why? He says because your wife is with you on vacation, so you can't, to start learning in the middle of the day when you're supposed to go on a teal with her, that's that's not going to go over too well. She wants to spend time with you, you know, and go on a trip and go on it. But in the morning, you're waking up early in the morning, so, you know, she's sleeping still, so you're able, that's a good time to learn. I, you're going to be exhausted later in the day, but you're, you could rest in the afternoon because you're on vacation. Vacationers sleep in the afternoon. That's a normal thing to do if you're on vacation. So that shall be stable. She doesn't mind if you sleep, if you take a nap in the afternoon, but to learn in the afternoon on a, you know, that, that would, you know, that's taking away time from her. The point is that when you're on the road, it's hard, it's very hard to be, have a consistency. When you're in yeshiva, yeshiva is supposed to be a place that you have consistency. I think, you know, we had, we've spoken about in the past what the word yeshiva comes from, and there's many different suggestions but I think one of the truest suggestions is that it's supposed to be a place that you have Yishev Hadas. If you're doing other things, you don't have Yishev Hadas. You're always like, you know, running here, running there, doing this, doing that. But in Yeshiva, Yeshiva is set up in a way, and that's the beauty of Yeshiva, that you always have a consistency. That there's davening at this time, and then there's halacha seder right after davening. And then you have first seder, you have breakfast. It's also a seder. And then you have first seder and from this time until that time. And then you have a lunch, and then you have shir, and then you have mincha, and then you have musr, and then you have, and then, you know, you have college, and then you have night seder. And then it, but there's a seder. The starum of the yeshiva is really the chiddush of yeshiva. Because it gives you a yeshiva das. There's no other, it, there shouldn't be another way. There's no other option. This is my seder. I have to be here. I'm supposed to be here. And the people that are very good with keeping to their starim when they're in yeshiva are people that are consistently very, very successful throughout life. There used to be a book, a very famous book, that um, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful People by uh, uh, Stephen Covey. And I don't remember what, the, what they all are. I remember my mother bought it for me once. I don't know why. But, um, one of, but one of, it's, it's basically supposed to teach you the, the importance of how to arrange your life so that you're successful. And one of those habits is that you have to be consistent. If you're a consistent person, then it's not so, it's not like romantic to be consistent. And it's not, you know, it's not one of these things that make you like really, uh, you know, very alluring. It's not going to be like, you're not going to necessarily be in the jet set if you're one of these guys that are consistent. But you'll be a very good family man because you're consistent. Because that's what it means to be a family man. You have to be there for your family. You have to be there when they need you, when they're, when they're not feeling well, when, they're, you know, when they need you to help study for a test, for homework. Uh, when your wife needs to schmooze with you, you're there. You're there. You're, you're, you're present and accounted for. If you're an employee, 
you're there. You're coming every day on time, and you're leaving on time. You're taking your lunch at that time, and you're consistently good. You're doing your work in a consistent fashion. That's a successful person. That's an ish matzliach. People that are in yeshiva that are not getting that, it's chaval, it's, it's, it's a shame. that They're missing out on the most important takeaway lesson of yeshiva. People that are going through yeshivas are not guaranteed that they're going to all be rosh yeshivas. They're not going to be all the greatest lamdanim. Some will be and some won't be. But if you're good with what yeshiva is trying to give over, you'll be from, you'll have your shamayim because you're coming to the vad and you're coming to the shmuz and you'll, you're, you're here, you're coming to the tishin, you're coming to the tishir klali, you're coming to, to the musar starim, you're learning, you're here. After night, you're, you're getting it, you're a yeshiva bacher. But perhaps the greatest takeaway in 10 years from now, in 20 years from now, is how amazing you'll be as a human being in all facets of life. You'll be that guy that's there for davening every single day. You don't have the rabbi call you and pressure you to come. We need a minion. You're there. They know. They don't have to make that call. You're the one that's going to be there first. You're the one that's going to step to the plate when they, have a, when they need a gabay, when they need to arrange a dinner, when they need to uh, do anything big or small. You're the go-to guy because you're... You're the one that, you're, you're, you, you know how to get things done and you're organized and you're, 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 they could rely on you. You're going to be a great husband. You're going to be a great family man. You're going to be a, 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 just a, a terrific person all around because you're, you're just so consistently good. That's what you need in life. That's, the, that's a takeaway from yeshiva that people often overlook. Yeshiva is not just a place to go and graduate, get a degree, and you know, maybe get smicha, get this, get that. It's not, that's not the main takeaway. The main takeaway is to learn consistency, to learn how to be dependable. And it's always been this way. I've been in yeshiva 100 years, and I know, and I've been, you don't have the ability to yet at your age know, you know, the trajectory of Yeshiva Bachar and who succeeds and who doesn't, but I do. Because I was in Yeshiva and I've, I've seen the, the, you know, the, the um, I've seen the road, I've seen the journey, I've seen the paths of people and what people that are successful in Yeshiva turn out to be and, and people that are not. And the one thing that I've learned after all these years and a lot of observation is that it's not the geniuses that are matzliach in life, it's the people that really, when they were in yeshiva, cared about being in yeshiva. They cared about being in yeshiva. They weren't looking at it, you know, what can yeshiva do for me? What can I get out of yeshiva? Is it worth it for me to stay for Shabbos in yeshiva? Is it worth it for me to join a club? Is it worth it for me to, you know, to, to come to the daf? Is it worth it? It's not all about you. It's about your personal contribution, what you're giving is much more important than what you're getting. And when you give, of course, you get. You get much more than you could ever imagine. But yeshiva is about giving over to the clown, giving over to being a part of yeshiva. It's so important. It's so hard to understate this or to overstate this. It's so, it's so, it's so important. The people that I know in life that are matzliach, are the people that you knew that they were going to be matzliach just because they were so, everything was just mesudder by them in yesh, when they were young, when they were in yeshiva. Now, occasionally you can find a guy that's a yaitse daifin that, you know, that, that he broke every rule and yet he was somehow able to matzliach. That happens. You know, he maybe, he, you know, but by and large, the people that are, will succeed in life are the people that 
were able to be consistent because they understood that they're not just because it's you know important to daven with a minion, of course, but it's important to daven with yeshiva's minion. Yeshiva's making a minion. I want to be a part of yeshiva. I want to give myself to yeshiva. And when you give yourself to yeshiva, then you become a person that's a clown mensch. You become somebody that the tzibur needs. And then when you get married, you'll be that type of person to your wife. You'll be able to just constantly listen to her and try to give her what she needs and try to be generous with her. And, and, and because you're not, it's not about what I could take from something. It's about what I could give. It's so much marriage, and it's so cliche, and every chasen shmuz, of course, stresses this. But it's kedaita repeat, or a lot of you never had a chasen shmuz, and you didn't even think about getting married. But I'll tell you right now that marriage is about giving. It's not about taking. If you're going into a marriage thinking, okay, this is great because this way I get uh, you know, fresh dinner served on my plate every single night and I get this, this taken care of and that taken care of and I get... That's, it's going to be very hard for such a person to really have a loving, caring, normal marriage because that ain't what marriage is all about. The stipler once was asked by a grandfather of a girl who was looking for a shidduch for his granddaughter... You know, what should I look for in a shidduch? What's, what's the important, what's the top three, the list? Give me the list of what I should look for, for when I'm looking for a, a prospective husband for my granddaughter. What should I be looking for? So he said, somebody that's a, a, a Tamil Chacham, somebody that's or an aspiring Tamil Chacham, a Ben Taira, somebody that, uh, and somebody that has good Midas, Midas Taivas. I think he said one other thing, but that's not, th- those are the two that I want to stress. So the person was a little surprised. He said, well, you know, if he's a Tamil Chacham, shouldn't that automatically imply that he has good midas? I mean, he's learning, he's, he's a masmid. Doesn't that mean that he's, uh, by, 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 by definition, that he has good midas? Why does the stipe have to say both? He says, no, it doesn't necessarily mean anything. He says, because what is a, a Yeshiva Bach? Yeshiva Bachar learns by Ishtender. In America, you learn by a table in most yeshivas. But in Eretz Yisrael, as we know, a lot of yeshivas have standards. You go into the mirror, you go to Panovich, Kaltaira, the big yeshivas, and, and, you know, I think came out all the yeshivas, maybe not the, all the American yeshivas, but a lot of the Israeli yeshivas, they have a million standards, great business to go into there. Everybody has a standard. So he says, Yeshiva Bachar learns by a standard. He says, and, and a standard is the most wonderful uh, wife in the world. Why? Because a shtender is always there. You come in the morning, your shtender is there. And the shtender never complains. Shtender never needs to be taken out to a nice restaurant once in a while. Shtender doesn't need a vacation ever. Shtender never has any medical needs you have to see to. Shtender never complains that it, wants, it needs a little bit more money and, you know, or complaining about the weather. Complaining. The shtender is the most perfect maid in the world. So a lot of yeshiva bachram, they're... You know, they're with their shtender, you know, their, most of their adult lives, and now they get married and they think that their wife is going to be a shtender also. So they might be tremendous by now, they might be, uh, you know, really b'nei taira, mitzuyanim, but they don't know how to be a mensch because all they know is their shtender, so they think their wife is a shtender. But guess what? Their wife is not a shtender, their wife is an animate object. The wife has medical needs sometimes. The wife has mood swings. The wife has, uh, likes to eat nicely once in a while. The wife needs vacations once in a while. The wife you know, likes to complain sometimes and likes to have, uh, you know, have it both ways. And, and, and you're going to have to know how to deal with that. You have to understand that. 
So being a Tamil Chacham does not necessarily mean that you have Midas. But a person that's, that is a giver, and that's what we're talking about, you're not coming to Minyan, you're not coming to Seder, you're not coming to, to all of these extras because necessarily you're getting from it. Hopefully you are, but you're also coming because I understand this is what I have to give to Yeshiva, this is what Yeshiva is expecting from me, so I'm going to give myself to the Yeshiva. Yeshiva wants me to stay for an Inshavis, I stay for an Inshavis. Why? I don't want to, but this is what Yeshiva wants from me, so I'm going to do it for the Yeshiva. I want to make the Yeshiva a greater place. I want Yeshiva to have a robust night set. I want Yeshiva to have a Geshmaka Shabbos. I want the Shmuel should be packed. I want the, you know, the Vadim to be full. I want, if there's a Rosh Chedish breakfast that I want to, it should be full. Not because necessarily it's good for you, but it's good for Yeshiva. And all of these things are things that if you get, and you get it, everyone in this room gets it, because otherwise you wouldn't be here. So if you understand that, then your whole life is going to be that great a life, because you're going to be good with everything. You're going to be that giver. You're going to have those midas taivas, that you're not looking at everything like a shtender, like what can I get from it? But I want to give. I want to give it myself. I want to give it my time. I want to give it to my friends. I want to go out with them. I want to spend time with them. I want to cheer them up. I want to eat with them. I want to, I want to you know, play ball with them. I want, to, I want to give. I want to be a part of a chabura. That's really the greatest thing that a yid could be is consistent. There are people that, are, that do great things in life, big moments, but... You know, I remember I once had a Talmud. He was walking down Main Street, and there was a uh, a woman screaming from a from a house. My son is trapped. My son is trapped. And this Talmud was like he was like a shvacha guy. He wasn't like a you know big strong guy. He was like a you know like a regular regular guy. And he comes like the adrenaline starts going. He runs up. What happened was like there was some like major svarm shrunk that fell by a door, and I don't know how that happened, but it sort of made it impossible to get into the room, and her baby was in a crib in that room, and she needed to, the mother wanted to get to the baby, the baby was screaming, was going crazy, um, like the kid on the plane the entire flight just now, and, um, and the baby was going crazy, and, and my Tom, like, he probably couldn't pick up this table on a, on a good day. You know, he basically, and this, 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 this uh, bookshelf sh- had like a thousand bucks, so it probably weighed like 2,000 pounds, but the adrenaline was flowing and he like, he like pushed it in and, and the, the Svarmashank fell, not on the baby, and, uh, and Baruch Hashem, the mother, was able to get, to the, get into the house. Ha- and, and, you know, those, those are like the Shema Yisrael moments. That's a, a tremendous story. It's a great story. But it's not a, it's not a consistent, that's a once in a you know, blue moon story. And doing great acts of chesed is, is uh, or that is a great act of chesed, but, you know, being those, the guy that's going to, you know, do something tremendous once in a, in a blue moon, it's also, it's great. It's a great dating story. It's a great conversation piece. But it's not what the Rabbi Shalom says is primary for yid. It's not, that's so important to be a consistent person, not to be somebody that's one day up and one day down, and there are guys in yeshiva that are amazing guys, but they're not here. They're not here. They're here once in a while. It's like a chiddush to see them by davening. It's a chiddush to see them by seder. By night seder, you hardly ever see them. You know, and then I get calls about shidduchim, about some of these guys, and like, I don't know what to say. 
You know, they, the, one of the questions they asked me, does he come? Does he come? I remember I got a call from a woman once. Um, you hear, like, who the smart mothers are and who the, the novice uh, dating mothers are. So she said to me, um, it was a guy that was, like, not the most social guy, very quiet guy. And she said, you know, Ray Vamberger, can you tell me a little about this guy? They always call by supper time. Um, can you tell me a little about this guy? I said, what would you like to know? She says, well, you know, is he, does he have an island? Does he have friends? Whatever. So I said, I said, well, you know, he's not the life of the party, but he's a, you know, he's a good guy. So she said, I don't want to know if he's the life of the party. I just want to know, is he at the party? Is he at the party? And that's what we have to ask ourselves. Are we at the party? What is the party in yeshiva? The party in yeshiva is davening. The party in yeshiva is first seder. The party in yeshiva is not... You think you're going to have this forever? You think you're going to have the opportunity to have starim forever? If you're lucky, you know, maybe yes. More often than not, it's going to end. This, this, this dream of having tamidim kesidram, that every single day you have, you know, a, a consistent seder at least, you have the scaffolding of perfection. You have the ability to, that you're expected to be by davening. And then by saying, you're not going to have this as if you go, you know, as a balabayas. You're going you're gonna to go to Minya. If you, no one's going to, like, be, be looking out for you. There's no first seder. You know, maybe you'll come to a daf sometimes. Maybe you won't. Night seder, if you're good, you'll come once in a while to a daf or to a night seder or whatever. But this is the time to do it. Right now, as a bacher, is the time to do it. That's what yeshiva is. Yeshiva to me is the, these years, these choice years that you learn how to be somewhere consistently. And the importance of being there consistently, not just because it's the right thing to do, but because you're giving. Esakeves echad is a sacrifice. It's an offering. You're offering up a consistent carbon. And it is an offering. It is a cons- especially if you have roommates that are not coming. I know what it's like to have roommates that, you know, they're no-shows and you're like, it's a cold winter morning and they're expecting, you know, you want to get up for davening, but then you look around the room and you're the only guy getting up for davening, you know, al sibur. You don't want to be different than everybody else. So like, you know, you, you're, should I come? Should I not come? Every single minute, it's, a, you know, it's very hard to be a gibar and to be the only guy coming. Or a night seder, you know, no one else in the room, everyone else is studying and you're in there, you also should be studying, you also want to do well, it's not fair, lamanigara. But yet you go and you pick yourself up and you go to night seder. You're doing a sacrifice. That's a sacrifice. That's an offering. We don't always look at things as an offering, but Hakadosh Baruch Hu looks at it as a tremendous hakrava to him. You want to get near him. You want to give something to him. You're giving your time. You're giving your consistency. You're giving your tzmidus. I think the reason why the shmuz is so important for me is because I see just by being away for a few days how, how I miss the Tmidius. I think we can feel that a lot of guys say like after a long uh, summer away from Yeshiva or after a long Benazmanim, you know, intercession or Sukkot or Pesach, you come back and you're like gasping. Your neshama is like, just get me back into a Seder. I need a Seder. I can't, it's impossible for me to deal with, with just this, this, this blob of a, of a day. 
wake up when you want and, uh, you know, take a nap when you want and go ahead. No, you know, the first day it's cute, but the, after that you're, you're in a shama, wants a, a consistency again. You want a seder. You want to be able to have a chavrusa waiting for you. You want to be able to, to know when breakfast is, when lunch is, when supper is, when davening is. And, and I feel that way myself right now. I feel that, like, you know, I've been away from... From, a, from my, my proverbial shtender. I've been away from, my, from the yeshiva, and it's hard. It's very, very hard. And the parsha teaches us, This is the pasach hakailal yaser. This is the most important thing to take away from the parsha and from life, just to be that consistent person. I look around the room, all of you are people that are consistent. I, you know, I don't think anyone here... Mrs. Shachris, Mrs. Mincha, Mrs. Meyer. It doesn't happen. This is a night seder. It just doesn't happen. Because you're, you're, the, you're the, the, the driving force in yeshiva. Without you, we don't have a yeshiva. We could have a, a thousand, call it we have a yeshiva of a thousand guys. What difference does it make? If they're not here, they're not here. Those are not, that's not what yeshiva is. Yeshiva aren't the guys that are on, on the list. I have a big fat list on my, de- on, on my table downstairs. It's irrelevant. They could throw it in the garbage. I don't care how many guys are matriculated in college. That's not what yeshiva is. Beis Medrash Talmud is the guys in the Beis Medrash Talmud. They're here to learn Talmud. They're here to learn Gemara. They're here to learn Halacha. That's what we want. To bring a thousand guys, it sounds really good when people ask me, how many guys are in yeshiva? You know, 200 guys. Wow, amazing. It's not, that's a covet. So it's good to give chizuk to you, and to tell you that you're doing the right thing. It's akrava. It's an offering. It's a sacrifice. I know that. It's not easy always to, do, to be on a Friday. You want to probably pack out Thursday night and, and you know, call it a long weekend and come back Monday. You know, I get that. I understand that. You don't always want to be here for Shabbos. Sometimes the tish is uh, you know, too late. And We used to have a guy in yeshiva. He just called me this morning. He lives in Eretz Israel today. He, used to, he came to the tish in his pajamas. You know, you wouldn't be able to tell, but he came into pajamas because he wanted to get to bed at a certain time, but he wanted to come to the tish, so he didn't want it that extra. So he got into his pajamas before, into his sweats or whatever it was, before the tish, and he came for the tish, and then he ran back to his room, and he got into bed at the time that he wanted to. That sounds ridiculous, right? But it's not. That's a soldier. That's what a soldier does. You want to make sure to, I want to be in yeshiva for the tish, because it's part of what I, it's yeshiva. But I don't want to. I want to get to sleep on time. So I, I found the pshara. When you're in yeshiva, you have to realize how chashav it is to be in yeshiva. Don't make the mistake of only realizing it after you leave yeshiva. After you leave yeshiva, it's too late. You could look back and you'll have charata gemura, like I blew it. I wasted my those those years that I had to learn and to daven, to learn how to be consistent, learn how to be dedicated. I I just missed the boat. And you'll never get those years back. You will never ever get. You'll get a lot of things back. You will never get those years back. But when you're in yeshiva, and I'm telling you right now, this is what you have to take from yeshiva. Don't come to me later and say, Rabbi, you never told me. I'm telling you the major takeaway from yeshiva, the secret to success, the habit of the most successful Talmidim that we have are the ability to learn how to be consistent. Every morning by davening, every afternoon mincha, every, then you're going to be that guy that always looks for a mincha, even in the middle of a busy work day, you'll always make time for mincha. 
You know, there are booming minyanim throughout Manhattan, throughout office buildings. People come down, not everybody. The guys that understood how important it was when they were in yeshiva to da mincha, they will go and make it their business to go to another office building, even on a cold day, and, and find that mincha minyan. But the people that in yeshiva, they, they daven v'yechidus every single day. They, they, why, why would I want to do that? Why would I want to daven shachras in the minyan if I never daven shachras in the minyan yeshiva? And that's the people that you want. These are the people that you want in your shul, the people that you want in your base matters, the people that you want as a worker, as an, are the people that are that are really solidly from that are that are coming to things that are that are that are that are, that are masudr. The people that are, have seder in their lives. I know that I keep repeating myself, but it's so important. When you're in yeshiva, I could feel I, I mamash feel myself. I need to be back in yeshiva, and I love being in Eretz There's no greater place in the world. Being in Eretz Yisrael with your kids and with it, it was beautiful. I had a great time, but it's not the same as being in yeshiva with a proper starim, with a proper davening. With it's, it's, it's just not. It's just not. It's a, it's a great honeymoon, but life is not a honeymoon. I, life is the day in and the day out, the daily grind. Now, daily grind sounds like a, a horrible thing. I was listening to these women on the road behind me on the airplane talking. And uh, one was like n- not from, but a very nice girl, and you know. And then there was a from woman, and they were—I don't know if she was trying to macarve her, but I, you know, you're, I was listening to the back and forth. And you know, the girl who wasn't from, she was saying that you know, the advantage that Sunday's the best day of the week, you know, because you have Shabbos, you know, she's quasi Shabbos is her, and then you have a Sunday. Sunday's a chill day. Friday is too hectic, and Shabbos is Shabbos. Sunday is the chill day. You know, you're not working, you're not... And then you have a productive work week. She was saying, like, in Israel, there's a debate whether or not to make Sunday, uh, you know, a day off, like in America, and then have a four-day work week in Eretz Israel, just like in America, a four- or five-day work week. And she was saying the mail of it. And, you know, she was looking at it from a regular human perspective. She's right. It's great to have a chill day. Sunday's a great day. But that's not what a Yeshiva Bachar is supposed to have. A Yeshiva Bachar doesn't look at the best day of the week as the chill day. Yeshiva Bachar wants to work. You want to learn. That's what you're here for. You want to be a Talmud Chacham. You want to be an Eved Hashem. If you're here just to find the chill, that's not really what Yeshiva is all about. There is a lot of time to chill in Yeshiva and chill in a healthy, kosher way. Of course, that's great. But the main thing that you want to take out of Yeshiva is I want to work. Adam Lamal Yulet, I want to have a Melos Batayra, I want to give myself to the Tyra. I want to dedicate and devote a lot of my time to Tyra. I want to devote also time to Lamidai Chal, of course. But when I'm learning, I want to learn. They used to say that a Masmid is not somebody that learns 24 hours a day. A Masmid is somebody that learns 60 minutes in an hour. You don't have to learn a whole day to be a master. You don't have to be a Steinemann. But when you're learning at Seder, try to learn. Try to see if you, like, test yourself. Or not, you know, just try to, like, see, can I do it? Can I learn a half an hour straight without bottling, without looking at my phone, without taking a break? And then you, if you could do that, then try to move it up to an hour. That's a masman. A masman is when I'm learning, I'm learning. During Seder, I'm Seder. After Seder, fine, do what you want. But start with being consistent at the Seder, and when you're in the Seder, be a masman. Learn. That's what it means, halacha geben pazi. That the halacha is the way that we should understand the importance of our life is not by being doing these crazy things, right? And giving a chabura and doing that, that. 
Those are good. Those are important. But that's not what we want. What we want from ourselves is just, I want to be that Yekeshebacher that Reb Chatzkel said is the army. I want, I want to be a soldier. I want to be a person that's always in the base Medrash. Whenever I'm supposed to be, I'm there. When I'm not supposed to be, I'm also there. And if you could do that, then you have the key to life. That's the key to life. Just to find that consistency, that growth in yeshiva. And you'll see slowly, slowly, you'll grow. You'll be such a Talmud Chacham because you learn every single day with, a, with this amazing ability to carve out time and to make that sacrosanct. This is it. This time, I'm dead to the world and I'm not taking my phone. I'm not. Those are the people that are so successful in life. It's also important to know, and we'll end with this, that there's a Gemara Menachis that says, that after the Mizbeach was Nishanich, meaning the first day that the Mizbeach was inaugurated, you need to have Kisidron, the Keves Echad in the morning, Tamashal Shachin, and Tamashal Bayanabayim. But after that first day, if let's say you missed the Tamid Shel Shachar, you didn't bring that, the Kevis in the morning, are you allowed to bring the Kevis Shobain Arbayim or not? So the Gemara says in Menachis that you could bring a Bain Arbayim. Even if you messed up the morning, you could still bring a Bain Arbayim. And I think that there's an important lesson to be learned from that as well that sometimes we do mess up, sometimes we're human. Sometimes we miss davening. We hit the snooze button once too many times. We're exhausted and we missed Tefillah B'Tzibor. And now we feel like I blew it. Now my whole day is shot. Now I miss first Seder. I'm going to daven B'Yechidus. I'm going to learn, daven in a late, you know, later minion somewhere in the neighborhood. And then my Seder is going to be shot. And my this is going to... It's not true. Even if you miss the Tamid Shel Shachar, still the Yitzhahara wants you to think, okay, now you can't bring a Tamid Shel Shachar anymore. I lost the consistency. Sometimes we do an Avera and we think we're, we blew it. It's not Shayach anymore now. Everything that I was trying to do is off and now I'm derailed and now I can't have the Hatzlacha that I, I thought I could have. That's absolutely a lie that the Yetzirah tries to feed us. The truth is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows that we're human. Ki hu yada yitzreinu. Zohar ki He created us. He knows that we have weaknesses. He knows that we're not robots. As much as we like to consider ourselves to be really soldier-like, but sometimes we're not the greatest soldiers. Sometimes we mess up. We all mess up. That's very human. It's normal. But the trick to life is that after we mess up, I missed davening this morning. Daven b'yichidus, a three-minute three davening through my phone on and off. Now I feel like, what? So we feel bad, and we feel depressed, we feel low, we, we messed up, and now you know, we're going to be depressed the whole day, and maybe the whole week. We did an Avera last night, now we're, this morning, bleh. the Eight Saharas wants us to think that way, but the same Pasuk, that's Kailal Kulai, that's Kailal Yaisa, that's that same Pasuk has to teach us the Din, that even if you missed the Tamit Shal Shachar, you could still bring the Tamit Shal Arbayim without any guilt. You did it. You, you messed up, you didn't. That's okay. Bring the Talmud Shabbat Abayim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants you to get back on the horse, get back on the train, and let the train ride. You're good. You're still good. Even if you're not perfectly good, you're still good. Don't let 
perfect be the enemy of good. You don't have to be perfect. We're, none of us are perfect. We mess up, and sometimes we mess up real big. But that is something that we have to keep localized. We messed up, we do a quick tshuva, and we get back on the horse, and we're back masmidim again. We're back yeshiva bachim again. And now mincha is going to be shtark, and mayrib is going to be shtark, and, and second seder, night seder, whatever we're doing, we get back on the, on the horse, and we, and we ride, we gallop into the sunset. To me, this is not perfection. To me, this is to do something consistently as best as you can. And if we could remember these yesaitis from this pasuk, this pasuk that we would probably be mavri sedra a million times and never even know that it was a, a, a big banner pasuk, but this medrash and the hakdams and Yaakov teaches us that it's the most important pasuk in the, bar, in the whole Tyra. Because consistency is really what the people that are successful, the Bnei Taira, the Bnei Aliyah, uh, have. The same Rebbe, by the way, let me just finish. The same Rebbe said, that was telling me, my, my son's yeshiva, he says that there's a Gemara that says, Ra'isi Bnei Aliyah vehe muatim. There's only very few Bnei Aliyah. He says, I think it was Rabshim Bayechai, he says, if it's me, it's me and my son. If there's only two Masmid, if there's only two Bnei Aliyah, it's just me and my son. What does it mean? There's a, there's a million Bnei Taira, you know, in the times of the Rishayim, in the time of the Tanoim, Bnei Aliyah. What is it? Bnei, there's no Bnei Aliyah except for you and your son. We're talking in the times of Tanoim. So he says the Pshat is that Bnei Aliyah means people that are constantly growth oriented. There's always people that go up and down and up and down. Those people, the Shema Yisrael Yidin, that they're really good. They have a strong, you know, this the strong first seder and they chapshir and then. Boom, they're off the grid again. You can't see, you don't, you don't see them for another couple of weeks. So a lot of people, those aren't Bnei Aliyah, those are Bnei Aliyah, Bnei Yerida, Bnei Aliyah, Bnei Yerida. Bnei Aliyah means people that are always trying, not always succeeding, but always on a growth mode. They're always trying to grow stronger and to get starker and to get firmer and to, and to steig more and more. We're not perfect. We're not, that doesn't mean that we never have a Yerida, but Bnei Aliyah means that I'm always ain't of I'm looking upwards. I'm always looking higher. I want to grow. That's what I want to be. And everyone in this room wants, wants that. We all want to grow. If we fall once in a while, it's not because we're, we made a conscious decision. We, we fall because we're human. But the thrust, the general motion of our lives always has to be upward. That's the way you grow. Just by doing the small everyday things well. And you'll find you'll have tremendous hatzach. The stipler once wrote back to a bacher that was depressed and he felt like all his friends are light years ahead of him learning. He says, listen, he says, every day all you should do is try to learn Gemara Rashi Taisis. He says, and if you learn it and you understand it, that's hatzlacha. Then pat yourself and go buy yourself a, you know, a, big, a big cake for that. He doesn't say that, but like, be, be proud of your small accomplishments and before you know it, you're going to be a Tamil Chacham. That's what he says. If you're looking to you know, give the biggest Chiddush you know, like your friend is doing, you're just going to get yourself depressed. But if you go through the Maramakaimis that your Rebbe gives you and you, you know it and you, you prepare for Shir, you get most of Shir or all of Shir and then you Chazid the Shir, it's not a, it doesn't seem like a Yuzha but it is. Because if you do that day by day, before you know it, and you chazer it, you'll, you'll be a tamad chacham. That's what a tamad chacham is. 
Tamuchachem wasn't somebody that was born in Tamuchachem. Tamuchachem schwitzed. He was working for years and years consistently until all of a sudden, like every all the pieces started coming together in his head, and now he could he could say a chiddush, he could say a shtigal he could give a shear. And that's my bracha to you. Everybody should be able to to really give of themselves to yeshiva, to Klal Yisrael. We need you. We need the consistent yidden. We need the soldiers in yeshiva. We need the soldiers that are going to be here, that are going to make up the body of yeshiva. I don't care numbers. Numbers are not important. It's yechidim that are given, that are given over to making the yeshiva great, to making the Rabbani Shalom proud by being the mekayim, this pasuk, and this parsha. Have a beautiful Shabbos.